Welcome to today's broadcast of Sun, Salt, and Light. Sun, Salt, and Light, S-O-N, knowing and growing in your daily relationship with Jesus Christ, but also being the salt and the light in your marriage, in your family, at your place of work, at your church, and even in the community you're in. I'm Pastor Michael Petit. This is a radio ministry of our church, Calvary Chapel Divine, here in Divine, Texas. We are so glad that you joined us for today's broadcast. We are a Calvary Chapel, so we simply teach the Bible verse by verse, chapter by chapter. We believe that God uses His Word to transform, restore, and to change lives one verse at a time. If you're visiting our area, you'd like to get information about our church or church service times, maybe even track down some of the other teachings that we have available through podcasts, whether it's through Audible or Spotify or Apple Podcasts, you can do all of that at our church website at calvarydivine.org. That's calvarydivine.org. If you have your Bibles ready, today we'll be in the book of Matthew, chapter 9, verses 35 through 38. The title of the sermon is, The Need for the Laborers During the Harvest. Here is the second half of this two-part study. Well, we looked at teaching, preaching, and healing. Let's go ahead and look at our second point. We need to see as Jesus saw in verse 36. We need to see as Jesus saw. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. So we see three things there too, as you see that Jesus saw them as uh, with compassion. He saw them as helpless and he saw them as lost sheep. And so that's how we need to see those that, that do not know or do not have a relationship with Christ. The word compassion actually is the, the strongest uh, word that can be used in the Greek. And it means it comes from the depths of the body it moves at the deepest parts uh and 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 i think a way that we can see that is is when when jesus uh one uh, wept over jerusalem knowing the plight that was going to happen and the temple would be destroyed and the people of jerusalem would be scattered uh another one would be when lazarus um, had died and, and, and people were there weeping, and, and that's in John chapter 11. Uh, and, and you can pick it up in verse 34, John 11, verse 34. And he said, Where have you laid him? And they said to him, Lord, come and see. And Jesus wept. Jesus wept. And he was moved deeply uh, because of the hurt and the pain that they were going through. Uh, and, I, and I think that's important. It's the same type of compassion uh, that he has, but he has compassion, not only compassion, but he has compassion because he saw them as harassed and helpless, harassed and helpless. And so it's, it's not, um, you know, when we think about sin, you have no peace. It's a physical condition. There's no peace when you have sin. And, and one of the ladies from California, Melissa had shared with us her testimony and, um, she shared at the at Grace Calvary Chapel, but she really went into a lot of detail um, at um, at the Adult Teen Challenge. She actually had nine kids. Um, unfortunately, uh, she she well she came to know faith at eighteen, and she was walking with God. And then I think money got tight at one point, and she went back to doing some of the things that she did prior to Christ 
to make easy money. And then during that period, she started backsliding. Um, one of the daughters actually had came to her and, and spoke to her about wanting to reestablish her relationship with Christ, meaning to, to recommit herself to Christ. And the mom, uh, Melissa, said, I'm, I'm, I'm just not going to do it. Um, you can do it, but I'm not. Well, um, not too long from there, the daughter was in a car accident and died. Uh, and, and she talks about the, during that period of, of, of the, the peace that she didn't have in that moment, uh, the peace that she, she didn't have during that period of backsliding, but then the, at the moment she recommitted to Christ, she had a peace that, that's the only way that she was able to get through the loss because not too long from that point, she lost a son, for, uh, lost a son that had pneumonia. Uh, so a mom of nine lost two kids. And I can just remember my grandmother talking about the hardest thing that she ever went through was not um, was losing children uh, she lost uh, my uncle and and she had uh, some other issues at birth and lost children and and so um, there's just no rest when somebody's scattered and helpless or harassed and helpless it's because they have no peace the devil won't allow them to have peace he, he just doesn't allow it um, and the only peace that we can have uh, as believers you know, because that's one of the things I really love that she shared is like when she decided, you know, I'm I'm with you, God, and I'm this is I'm I'm not changing from this. Um, there was a peace that just surpasses understanding, and you'll hear people talk about that verse. And uh, but I think the the ones that really speak from a place of brokenness and loss, um, they really, man, they really that verse comes to life when when you hear them speak of it. Uh, one of the things for us as believers in Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 29, it says, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lonely in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Can I tell you one of the things I love that, that I also saw Melissa do now I'm thinking about it is we were at Black Creek and Divine Eating, and um, she made a point to talk to the waitress and and gave her some whosoever stickers and i mean she just that's who she was and and i love that and that's just the same thing that we saw at the high school events we were really blessed to have miss floor come and help us out as well as my daughter my son matt and, and man i i just love the way that god uses them to go pray for kids talk with kids engage them and that was awesome we had miss darla before the lytle high school event uh, where they, they, I mean, we just see a lot of kids that are lost, that have no peace, that are harassed and helpless. We had, we were expecting around 30 kids for Lido High School. Over 67 kids showed up. We had kids in the hallway. We had kids who made the, the profession of faith to follow Jesus Christ, saying the prayer in the hallway. Saying the prayer in the hallway. See, we need to remember is, is, is that we need to have that compassion on those lost sheep because God had the same compassion on you. In Psalm 86, 15, it says, But you, O Lord, are a God full of compassion and gracious, long-suffering and abundant in mercy and truth. And can I tell you something? We may not have reached every kid, but we'll be back. 
We serve a God of compassion. We serve a God of grace. We serve a God who's faithful and, and can reach these kids. And it's the same God that, that Moses had available. And it's the same God that was available for David. And those attributes that he talks about, they're available to you as well. The gospel has to go out. I think one of the things that I, I was reading this past week is the story of, of um, Abraham and, and um, uh, Lazarus, or Abraham the rich man, and Lazarus the young, uh, the beggar that was full of sores and who laid outside of his gate in Luke chapter 16. And one of the things that's really, um, really telling about that story is, is Abraham um, is, is in hell. And it says, but Abraham said, son, remember that in your lifetime you received your good things, like likewise Lazarus, the evil things, but now he is comforted and you are tormented. Right? You are tormented. He's telling you, like, have mercy on me. Dip your finger in the water and cool my tongue. Hell is not a place that you think about, like, we're seeing this culture glorify Satan in hell. We're seeing them with the red gear and at the Grammys worshiping Satan and they have no clue. It's not a party. It's not a place where you just go get high and stuff. There is there is different types of torment that you will go through, different levels of hell. It's in the Bible. When you think about this just for a second, that Jesus spoke more about hell than he did heaven. Because he doesn't want any of those lost, harassed sheep to end there. But yet you have this, this, this story that's here. And, and this man who is, is in hell is saying, go preach the good news to my brothers. Right? Because he said, then I said, I beg you, therefore, Father, you will send him to my father's house. For I have five brothers that he may testify to them, lest they also come to this place of torment. And Abraham said to him, They have Moses and the prophets, let them hear from them. And he said, No, Father Abraham, but if one goes to them from the dead, they will repent. But he said to them, If they do not hear from Moses and the prophets, neither will they persuade, uh, persuade though uh, one rise from the dead. He's like, he's telling him like, hey, the, the gospel has to go out. You have to have compassion on these lost sheep. You have to share Jesus Christ. It's, it's so important for us to remember as, as believers in Christ. Like God is wanting to use you. We're, we, you know, this weekend or this week, we're going to be going over Genesis 7 and we're going to be talking about how time is running out. That there is a judgment coming. The same judgment that, that, that we saw with Noah, but it's going to be one of fire. That there is another judgment coming. That Jesus is returning. It's in the gospel. And, and we'll be looking at that in 2 Peter chapter 3 on, on uh, Wednesday night. And it tells us in Scripture in Matthew 24, verses 3 through 8, it says, As he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately, saying, Tell us when when these things will be, and what will be the sign of your coming and of the age? And Jesus answered them, See that no one leads you astray, for many will come in my name. I am the Christ, and they will lead many astray. And you will hear wars and rumors of wars. See that you're not alarmed. 
For this must take place, but at the end is not yet. For the nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines and earthquakes in various places and all these, but the beginning of birthing pains. Isaiah 50 verse 12 says, Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, but put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. And we see that today. And so the, the question that we need to make sure that's asked is, is the Lord your shepherd? Because he sees the lost sheep. He's wanting you to go out. That was one of the things that really brought just a great joy to me is that we had, we had the Gideons come out. Uh, Pastor Cliff and, and uh, Mr. Johnny came out and brought Bibles for us and um and, and I and, and man let me tell you something the staff at, at Divine High School, the principals, the administrators and all the helpers, the teachers, praise God. Uh the youth alive group, praise God. Uh the, the Christian club at, at at Lytle High School and Miss Peggy and everything that they're doing, the principals and the superintendents, they care so much. They have compassion on these kids because they're going through so much. And yet these Gideons Mr. Johnny had to be at least 78, 79 years old. And this man is serving God and, and bringing these Bibles and is like, please let us be more involved in this. And, in, in, and almost in tears. Almost in tears. Because he knows the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ, but at the same time he knows that they're lost and harassed and helpless sheep out there. And we need to see them with compassion the same way that Jesus sees them. And the gospel needs to go out. Man, sadly, sheep are not, you know, they, they, they struggle no different than the way the same way we did. You know, and, and so one of the things I have to ask you if you're a follower of Christ is what kind of sheep are you? Are you being led by the shepherd? Or are you being rebellious? Because it tells us in John 10, 14, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Do you know the shepherd? As every time I drive to Divine, man, I, I see every animal. And it doesn't matter if it's a horse, a cow, a donkey, or sheep. They're always sticking their head outside the fence trying to get to the grass on the other side. See, we can't focus on the, 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 the sheep that are helpless and harassed if we're so not doing what God's called us to do, which is to share the gospel of Jesus Christ and make disciples. That's what we're supposed to do. But when we're being rebellious sheep, man, there's a story that I remember reading. The, 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 um, it was in Turkey. They actually had, the shepherd had, had left the, the sheep to graze, and one of the sheep decided, hey, I'm going to go ahead and, and follow follow this other path and he ended up going right off a cliff and then another sheep went off the cliff and another sheep and by the time it was done 1500 sheep had died sheep need to be led by a shepherd and if he is your good shepherd you should know him personally but we should also see or, or we need to see the way that jesus saw which is he had compassion because they were helpless and harassed sheep. Remember that. It's you know at the end of the day, you can get so fiery about drag queen hour or whatever it is, but they need Jesus Christ. They need Christ.
That's what's going to save them. That's what's going to transform them. That's what we all need. I needed that. The next, we need to pray earnestly for the harvest, for the laborers and, and the harvest. We need to pray earnestly for the laborers and the harvest. In verses 37 and 38, it says, Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. You know, we were so blessed that we had laborers that were praying, Miss Donna and, and Miss Darla. Miss Darla came before the event in Lytle and prayed with us. And uh, Miss Donna was consistently praying. We, we, we had laborers that, that, like I said, gave up their time, talent, or treasure. And, but can I tell you, there's still not enough laborers. Every church has opening for laborers, every church. But do you see what it starts with? It starts with prayer. You pray earnestly. You pray earnestly. And 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 that's the joy. I, man, I love doing these things. They take so much out of me, but they're such a joy. But if we don't pray earnestly for the Lord of harvest, right? If we don't pray earnestly to, to maintain and keep praying, that's that's where our hearts need to be. We need to be vigilant. We need to be praying earnestly. In Colossians chapter 4, verse 2, it says, Continue earnestly in prayer. Be vigilant in it with thanksgiving. With thanksgiving. You know, it's, it's prayer. It's, it, that's where it starts. And we need to be praying. One of the things I love is, is we had shared this this past week. You know, uh, we were talking about Isaiah and, and how he, as, as God is being worshipped, holy, 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 he knows that he's not supposed to be there, meaning that he is unclean. And that's the thing. It's, I love this verse because in, in Isaiah 6, verses 5 through 8, it says, So I said, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts, and then uh, the one of the seraphim flew to me, and having his hand, uh, hand a live coal, which he had taken with the tongs from the altar, and he touched my lips with it and said, Behold, this has touched your lips, your inequity is taken away, and your sin is purged. And also he heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and, and who will go for us? And then I said, Here I am, send me. Here I am, send me. Right? Send me. We need to be praying for the Lord to send out laborers. And, 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 and that's with just a, a constant, you know, pushing and thrusting of sending out is what that is. That's with the great power because the devil's pushing back. You don't think the devil's trying to, to grab and, and get a hold of these kids already right now? The ones that walked out and, and stood on that floor, can I tell you what was crazy is when we were there, the first few that came up were nothing but girls. And me and Pastor uh, Dan from uh, Prevailing Word, we were like, man, Lord, uh, send some men. Send a couple young men. And then finally, one young man stood up. And then from there, it was just like the floodgates opened. And everybody started coming down. He had over a hundred and... 30, 40 people, I think, somewhere around there at Divine High School, 67. And, 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 and out of those groups, you had these huge number of people that just came to faith. 
and that need discipleship and need to get plugged into a church. The last young lady that we had that came and spoke was, uh, her name was uh, Callie, Karen, Callie, Callie from California. And not Callie, not from California, Callie from Idaho, Callie from Idaho. These three girls gave up their time, their talent, and their treasure just to come serve alongside of Christina and to be with her for these events. They had been praying, we had been praying earnestly, and God sent these laborers out to us, and it was amazing. Callie actually has a, a skateboard ministry in Idaho, her and her husband. Her husband leads the skateboard ministry. They go from park to park ministering to kids and sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. And, and she wasn't a believer. She was somebody who was deep in the world. And, and she's probably, probably one of the most real, genuine people. I love that when God uses that. And, and, and she just shared her faith with us she shared her testimony which was just i she was like i man any if there was a drug i could take i try to take it i try to fill it with with boyfriends um uh, you know i she grew up in a in a cult as a kid her parents were in a cult when the parents found out it was cult they left they got death threats and then she hated god because her parents took her away from all her friends who were in that cult and, and she grew up not wanting anything to do with God. But she could not. She's like, I, it didn't matter if it was partying. It didn't matter what it was. I just, I couldn't do it. And then she had an abortion while she, before she knew Christ. And then she ended up getting, she found some guy. She ended up getting married. Ended up being her husband. Um, and, and she decided that she couldn't do it anymore. She needed to go try to find a church. She grabbed her, her son, and went to church. And the husband's like, well, if you're going to church, I want to make sure my son's protected, so I'm going to go with you. So he went. And they couldn't believe it. They were in a church, and, and, and she said she never felt. She just, as soon as she walked through the doors, it was a peace. That same peace that Melissa had is the same peace that she had walking into that church, a peace that she hadn't had her whole life. And, and that's the peace that Christ gives. She loved it. She walked out with her husband, and she goes, I think I'm going to go back next week. And she did. She ended up giving her life to Christ. Unfortunately, she had a, a stillbirth. And, and when that happened, she said, I realized the, um, the sin of aborting that other baby. And, and the pain of understanding, like, man, I really wish I wouldn't have done that but she had to deal with the loss of a child she ends up having another son and and right after having the baby they go to get her up you know as they get you to get up and walk as uh, they do and and she unfortunately had a blood clot fall out of her the size of a softball and she began to bleed to death they gave her morphine they over gave her too much morphine she almost died from the morphine plus the blood doctor said I don't think not sure if you're going to make it. We're doing everything we can do. She looks over at her husband uh, holding the baby and she said, I'm, I was at peace. I don't know how to explain it because I knew God had my sons and my, my husband, that they were going to be okay. And she shared this with the ladies at the, um, 
at the the adult teen challenge and also at the church and and she was so engaged with those kids i mean all of them were erica melissa um callie and and man christina christina just came in and she just boom and can i tell you i just wanted to share this with you as we get ready to close up uh, one of the things that did happen is we 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 found out from miss peggy that that um uh, that things have been popping off and and in Lido High School, that prayer has been busting out, and kids are still talking about it, and 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 that's the same thing happening in Divine, and that's what we want. We want to see we want to see a, a mighty movement of God. We don't want to see just revival in the Christian. We want to see a great awakening happening in our community. But it starts with praying earnestly. It starts with praying earnestly. And let me read you this real quick, and then we'll close up. It says, uh, this is by Leonard Ravenhill. He says, Revival tarries because there is a lack of urgency in prayer in the church. And he goes on to say, Hell has nothing to fear but a God-anointing, prayer-powered church. And can I tell you, I would pray this little church, this little country church, this little country Calvary Chapel in Texas, that we would be prayerfully, earnestly going to God, seeking the lost. I pray that, and that we would be a prayer power church that hell would fear well that concludes today's broadcast of sun salt and light radio we hope that you enjoyed it if you'd like to submit a prayer request or get in contact with us or find out service times you can do all of that at our website uh, as well as get uh, our podcast at spotify audible tune in radio pretty much wherever you can find a podcast uh, you, you can just type in sun salt and light and you'll find it 